Marcus Sahaba Online Radio, broadcasting to South Africa and all over the world. Well, the politicians are climbing uh, all over the uh, Johannesburg violence. Of course, you know the big Nazi is our uh, is our a golden is is the egg or is the or is it the goose. Is, is, is it the goose or is it uh, the egg itself? Either way, you know, Johannesburg is the economic, supposedly, economic powerhouse, not just of South Africa, but of Africa. So when looting uh, breaks out uh, in uh, the big Nazi, uh, then suddenly it's starting to look very serious. Um, but politicians have been making comments about it, um, and uh, there is a, a growing sense of economic desperation in the country. Uh, we've had uh, shocking revelations at the State Capture Commission. In many ways, um, our, our mainstream parties are trapped, it would almost, you could almost say, in a, in a stratosphere of privilege, whereas the vast majority of the people, you know, if, if the 10% of the country earn uh, 7,500 rand. Uh, well, you know, if, if, if you're in the upper 10% with 7,500 rand in South Africa, you're part of the 1% if you earn 48,000 rand in South Africa. Uh, and people are experiencing problems and the economy is not growing. What are we going to do? We're now joined by Rolf Matecha. He's one of South Africa's leading political analysts. He's taught politics at the University of the Western Cape. He's been a senior policy analyst at the National Treasury. And he joins us on the line now. Rolf, good morning to you. How are you? Rolf, I believe you're back on the, I'm back on the line again. Yes, I can hear you better. I don't know if you can hear me yes. well. Yes, uh, well, yes. Good morning to your listeners. Ah, yes. Good morning. Good morning. You're coming through clear as a bell. Okay, that's lovely. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of a network in Cape Town here. Thanks for inviting me. All right, Rolf. Um, people experiencing problems in South Africa. What do, you, what, what do you make of these continuing attacks on truck drivers and the xenophobia that is sweeping the country? Yeah, I, I do think... Uh, there are genuine concerns on the ground. I, I think that people uh, are faced with a very desperate situation of unemployment, uh, social you know, and economic destitution. Mm. And uh, most of those problems have been caused by policy shortfalls, so policy failure, to put it clearly. And the challenge, however, is that uh, we have seen uh, our local politicians actually not taking responsibility for those policy shortfalls. There seems to be a practice where, or I would say, a, 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 there is this tradition or there is this habit that is coming out where politicians tend to want to attribute most of these problems of uh, high unemployment to the presence of the foreigners on, on, on our soil. Mm. And uh, kind of my viewers have been tried before by many countries. They actually don't work and uh, that's why you, we are seeing the agitation of the communities on the ground. Sometimes we are seeing the looting, we are seeing the disruption. Uh, it is because the political leaders are actually not speaking and taking a firm position on this. Political leaders seem to actually believe that indeed uh, the reason why we have problems that we have economy, uh, our people are skilled labor, not being able to access the jobs. It, it is because of the presence of foreigners. We know that that, that is not the truth. But unfortunately, there is a lot of politicking around this. And actually, the situation for me is so bad that uh, 
most political parties, I mean the DA, the big parties, and the ANC, uh, their leader seems to share this sentiment that mm. uh, the presence of foreigners is it, it, the cause of the main problem. We have seen this, uh, I would say, populist way of trying to attribute all of the problems to the presence of foreigners. It is unacceptable, it is not the truth, and unfortunately, result in escalation of the social tension on the ground. Um, the, re- the, the, the police response, uh, the, the, do, do, do you think the police uh, also have to take some responsibility for this? I mean, uh, very often when the police go through uh, through the areas and they, um, you know, clean up hawkers and so on in Johannesburg, they're regular uh, sort of sweeps through the inner city. And most of the I mean, people then yeah. that, 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 that they uh, come up against are foreigners. There have been continuous complaints that the police are stealing the foreigners' goods, uh, and, and 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 basically that in 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 fact it's police police going on a raid uh, for goods rather than to try and arrest people. Uh, um, look, police have got a duty to maintain order, to maintain public order, and uh, however, we also have to acknowledge as well that uh, this is a socio-economic problem. We should not deal with it. Uh, just as uh, or purely as a security matter here. Mm. Cannot securitize a social problem or a socio-economic problem. And most of the times if you speak to the police, I get to speak to police, metro police, I get to have a chat with them whenever I come across them, give mm. them a few questions on individual capacity. And most of them will tell you that they are actually stretched because of this uh, upheavals that they have to respond to. They are mm. saying that actually... At times, it even takes them away from other crime prevention uh, duties that they yes. have to respond to. And the simple fact here for me is that uh, you just cannot throw security at this matter. Mm. You you need a dialogue. You also need to tighten your policies as well. You need uh, to be able to have a, 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 a clear, transparent regulatory framework that you actually adhere to that manages these communities that are within within the country. And to manage the communities does not necessarily mean to police them or mm. to uh, restrain their civil liberties because they are entitled to civil liberties being in South Africa. What you just have to do is to make sure that you have a proper regulatory regime that you uh, live up to. And the police themselves, I think most of the communities are losing confidence as well. Some of the communities are organizing some vigilantes because they are saying that police are unable to police uh, some of those communities, some of the foreign communities, the allegation of drug peddling and so forth. Mm. All of this, all of this dialogue, if you look at it, it lacks one thing. It lacks the socioeconomic approach. People want to securitize it. It is not a security matter. Yeah. There is no amount of uh, rate and so forth that is going to resolve this problem. Actually, it's just a matter of time until the locals themselves start complaining about those raids because the locals are also there in the city center they are also doing some of the business in those yes. areas that are actually being aided mm. so it, it, the triumphing of civil liberties it's quite a concern we we are a democratic society we 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 have rules and regulations that we can follow and in in, in regulating uh, uh, the business relations that exist in those communities and in those areas mm. and the reason why the crisis has escalated to this point is because we just didn't do our job in maintaining the regulatory framework that already exists. Uh, you speak about dialogue, but I mean, who who do you speak to? 
like for instance the two truck satellite near Morio River toll plaza last night. Uh, those yes. people yeah. have, have faded away in the, into into the night. They're not going to sit up and uh, say, "Yeah, okay, we are going to discuss this on a, on a, on a radio show or something." How, um, there's a it's a it's a very kind of like um, you know dispersed kind of uh, they, 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 there's no leadership, there's no coherence to it. How do you speak coherence to incoherence? Well, you, look, communities. Uh, I think you can reach out to them through various structures. Uh, I mean, some of the local communities organize themselves through uh, structures, business associations, and so forth. I mean, within our communities, there is always a point of entry mm. into the conversation. You can go to the church. There are vast institutions that can be used yeah. to get into that dialogue. And co- uh, communities that are that are that are that are trading. Some of the communities, foreign nationals, uh, they are also quite organized themselves as well do have a, 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 the voice through yes. their institutions. For example, the, the, the Somali communities, it's quite organized. They do have a, a, a representative, a institutional representative that actually look into their own interests and so forth. So I do understand that at this point, you might not uh, start with that dialogue. But the reason why we have a crisis that we have to respond to in this manner is because we did not have a dialogue. You, you have left the situation to escalate, thinking that it will resolve itself mm. without starting a dialogue. And now we are in a situation where we have to deal with the immediate concern of lawlessness and disorder on the street. But that will not be the only solution. At the same time, you need to try to have parallel a dialogue with this community the business community. If some of the locals need to be organized in order to have this dialogue, we really have to do that. There is just mm. no way out of this. The mm. reality is that we need to understand as a nation, you can put the army, you can put the police, you can bring as much security as you can. This is not a security problem. It is rather a socioeconomic problem that can be resolved through a long-term dialogue. Right. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Rolf Matrecha, for joining us here on Marka Sahaba. We hope you have a wonderful day forward. Great pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Well, yeah, this thing needs to be addressed on a socio-economic level, not on a security level. You're not going to be able to solve this problem by throwing police at it. Uh, as as uh, Ms. Matecha pointed out there, uh, this is a socio-economic problem. And it has to be addressed on that level, at an institutional and community level. And uh, the, the, the comments coming out from politicians haven't really helped matters at all. Uh, we're trying to get hold of Dale McKinley now. He's from uh, the Right to Know campaign. And uh, they say that, in actual fact, uh, politicians have been very irresponsible in terms of how they have spoken about this issue in the past. And uh, are we in actual fact adding to our problems here in South Africa? That would be a a typically South African way of going about things, I suppose you could say. Um, We've had had politicians... uh, In in actual fact, you know, uh, Julius Malema hasn't really... Huh? I can't recall Julius Malema saying something that kind of like sparked my, oh, there's Julie going after the foreigners. Uh, but there have been, uh, you know, in terms of mid-level, mid-level uh, bureaucrats and uh, local politicians, they've had things to say, uh, you know. 
they've had things to say uh, about foreigners um, and repeating many of these uh, urban legends. Uh, yeah, uh, foreigners are involved in drug dealing, and yes, there are there are Nigerians who definitely are. There is there is a Nigerian drug trade that goes on. Yes, no no, no doubt about it. There is a Nigerian drug mafia operating in South Africa. But that doesn't mean that every person who comes from Nigeria is a drug dealer. And it doesn't mean that every person who comes from West Africa and sounds a bit like a Nigerian uh, is also a drug dealer, or is even a Nigerian for that matter. You know, the Senegalese, they also tend to speak a lot like those Nigerians, you know what I mean. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, they've... they've Many, many of them have no idea what uh, cocaine even looks like, let alone, uh, you know, they wouldn't recognize if you put it down in front of them.